Go. Hey, what's up? This is Randy with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive the same person stark raving mad. It could be about the bus, the trains, crackheads, umbrellas in the rain. But today it's about... Lincoln! And politics! And politics. The huge! All right, go back to doing what you were doing. West Coast checking in. Thanks for that. All right, we got Linky on lunch. We got me on the drinks. I could have been soaking my finger in a cup of ice, but I was not prepared. So I don't know where, I don't even know where you want to start or where this is going to go, but there is a plethora of things to talk about when it comes to what happened, what's happening, what could potentially happen. So uh, why don't you just uh, take it away? It is important that all of us understand what is going on in the United States now, not just through the lens of this horse race, is Biden up in the polls, did Trump get a bump from the convention, but we are in real time experiencing an attempt to consolidate an authoritarian regime on the part of the Trump people. Now, not a monarchy, not a dictatorship, authoritarianism. Yeah, I mean... You want to tell everybody what you're eating first because they're going to want to know. Vegan grilled cheese. All right, excellent. What kind of bread? What kind of weird wheat bread? I don't particularly care for wheat bread. From the market? It's it's probably from the market. Is it from the market? Yeah. It's probably yeah, from Wave Hill. Wave Hill Bakery, which makes the bomb sourdough bread, but go ahead. I love sourdough. Anyway, and this is a... Uh, did you watch it? It was... I watched no, I, it. I can't watch it. It was fucking absolutely nauseatingly, painfully disgusting. And I'm not even talking about the black folks that stood up there like Ben Carson and was like, Donald Trump is not a racist. Herschel Walker, Donald Trump is not a racist. Like, these motherfuckers are like, what, what, what fucking planet are you on? But, but... But let's stay focused for a moment on the bigger picture issue. Okay, go ahead. The, the, the effort to destroy American democracy, to plant seeds that if I lose the election was stolen, his press secretary before the convention says, well, he'll determine whether he leaves if he loses or, or not if he loses later. And, you know, we, this, this term, the Hatch Act, which we've heard about. Which they violated 75,000 ways to Sunday. And, and, you know, they're dismissing it. It's not a big deal. But the Hatch Act, essentially, just a review, says you can't use government resources for political purposes. This is the linchpin of a free society and a democratic society because it separates and divides the government from the party in power. If you don't do that, the party in power is the government. And that is what we saw in the Soviet Union, in Nazi Germany, in Saddam Hussein's Ba'athist regime in Iraq, in Pinochet's Chile. You get the point. This is not a small thing. It is a big thing. If Al Gore was vice big president... Big thing, capital B! I love when you do yeah. that. Go ahead. <laughs> When Al Gore was running for president, a major scandal was that he made fundraising calls from the vice presidential office because the office was a government office. And so it is boldly breaking the law. But they don't give a fuck because nobody, because they've been breaking it since day one, so, and nobody stopped them. Nothing will happen. As long as they stay in power, nothing will happen. And that is why their desperation to stay in power will grow. And what we saw at the Republican Convention is not. 
a party trying to make a compelling case to, you know, a majority of the American electorate that they should vote for that party, but a party making a case to its base to support them as they move towards authoritarianism, to scare them about the opposition, to, t- to give them the red meat they want to hear. They don't need... They need 50% plus one so to, you know, in enough... But is that Trump being smart enough to want that, or is that Putin behind Trump and other people in the plantation White House behind him? I, I just think he's so dumb that he doesn't know. Like, I think somebody particularly planned the way he walked out when they did the split screen and they showed Putin walking out and they showed him walking out and it was literally a carbon copy of the way Putin enters one of those grand fucking ballrooms with the two dudes opening the door and him right. walking out. It was I the mean, same fucking very, thing. You make a very important point right there, which is that Trump really isn't smart. And he's not capable of strategy. He's barely capable of connected thought. You can't put a sentence together. You're dealing with someone who's deeply mentally incapacitated. I However, mean, his, the words, the mistakes he made yesterday, we'll talk about later. But go ahead. I don't want to break your train of thought. However, authoritarian people end up at the same place, even if they get there through more or less intelligent journeys, right? So I, you don't have to be a scholar of political science if you're Donald Trump to understand why you have to stay in office, Right. Well, I think he knows he's going to be of no, I think he knows he's going to be of no use to Putin, and he saw what happened to Navalny, and every motherfucker in the GOP knows that they could take a sip of something they're drinking and in well, 2 minutes be in a coma and be dead. Putin's not going to kill him. But or do anything to him. Putin's not but but, but that's the point, right? I mean, it's the fear. If he's no longer president, he's no use to Putin, and Putin is no longer able to help him. Right? I mean, like Putin's going to care if he's in jail. Right? No, I don't think Putin's going to care, but I think that Trump is dumb enough to then, <coughs> to protect his own ass, be like, Putin made me do it, and here's all the proof. And then Trump spills all the tea on Putin, which would be a weird turn of events, wouldn't it? But no one cares, because everyone, I mean, you know, the American political establishment, certainly Democrat, but they hate Putin anyway. <coughs> True. What's, what's he going to say? Putin's a bad guy? We know Putin's a bad guy. Wow, that went down the wrong pipe, but go ahead. Maybe I should oh. drink and talk at the same time. Oh, his desperation leads him to the same place that all authoritarian leaders end up. And that's where we are. And, you know, this... I mean, he was a be- rambling, fucking, ridiculous, batshit imbecile last night. I mean, it just... As it went longer, you knew, and everybody was panicking, as he talked longer and longer, you knew it was going to go more and more and more and more off the rails. That's the only reason I kept it on in the background, because I was like, this, there is no way. He is starting to sweat. He's starting to, like, literally white-knuckle the podium. He's going off the teleprompter. He wanted it so badly to be a rally, but that crowd did not... They were too dumb. They didn't bite. That was like a political crowd of people Th- these were not his like redneck maga morons that would like cheer right. at everything he'd say they stood there and they were like are the cameras on me should i clap do i stand do i sit? they looked around like they were terrified i mean that's what i saw i saw him re- trying really hard to get the but, responses that he know, normally these, gets and he wasn't getting it these adoring responses are like oxygen to people like donald trump right he needs that but he wasn't getting yeah. the oxygen last no. night, which is why he kept on talking, trying to feed himself more and more. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then I, it was just like, first of all, he lost the ability to pronounce words. When he goes, he, lo- he, he said just 
the most insane, I mean, everything he says is batshit crazy, but then when he talks about this fear-mongering and, like, all of these, like, dog whistles to the suburbs and he mentions these people sitting in the audience to the poor woman whose husband got shot and killed and who's an officer and those, like, Border Patrol people stand up and they're clapping because why? You're proud of throwing fucking kids in cages? And, like, I, I was like... I couldn't, I was like, I can't even believe this is happening. And then Ivanka Trump spoke. And I thought what was really interesting was the fact that Barron was not sitting with any of the other Trump kids. He was on the other side, right next to his mom. And all those other shitholes were sitting on the other side. And what the fuck did Tiffany, what happened to Tiffany? Did she get threatened with like being cut out of some will or, or, or not getting some money? Because all of a sudden she's standing up there trying to be Ivanka all breathy and like, in her, like, fake reading kind of way. You just want to fucking punch these people. Well, I mean, there is there is this odd thing about the, the Trump family. They're, they're just so unappealing and despicable in every imaginable way, which is, I mean, Trump is a physically disgusting, cowardly, and weak man. Totally. And, 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 and just to look at him, but, but that doesn't disqualify people, right? You don't have to be attractive to be present or to have a successful life or to contribute to, to, to people around right. you. Um. He does none of those things, but not because he's unattractive physically. But there's there's a vulgar a vulgarity that that if you just listen to the words they say when they're not talking about politics, they're they're sleazy, disgusting people. But they're and, also criminals, and they're up there trying to make the point criminals. that like tax fraud and everything that the left liberal Democrats want to do to you. And we're like, by the way, Eric Trump, have you responded to Tish James for your indictment? But, but I mean, it's you know we, we toss around these notions of privilege a lot, right? And, and I you know one of the things that that's occurred to me as we look at you know events in Kenosha, Wisconsin, is that you know I often tell my students that the Second Amendment only applies to white people, right? And I, the example I give is that if a friend of yours who was African American said, you know, I live in a neighborhood, there's a lot of crime, I think I'm gonna get a gun to protect myself, your first thought would be, don't get shot by the cops, right? right. But increasingly. And I suppose I know that many African-American people have known this all along. The law only applies to white people, right? Right. I mean, the violence that is occurring, and if you are upset by, I'm upset by violence on the streets of America. I'm upset that guy getting into his car got shot seven times in the back, right? I'm upset that a guy who probably shouldn't have counter, passed a counterfeit $20 bill got killed in broad daylight by somebody who suffocated him, Right. I'm upset that someone's sitting in her own apartment, the cops burst in and got, someone burst in and shot her for no apparent reason at all. Right. Like, this is the violence. I'm upset that this guy, Kyle Rittenhouse, hopped up on the radical rhetoric of these people like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham, who are only in it for the money. Right? Did you see that Ann Coulter, did you see that Ann Coulter tweet? Like, how is that, somebody said, I want this guy to be my bodyguard, and Ann Coulter's response to that tweet was, I want him to be my president. I was, right. I mean, you know, they're just doing it for the money, but it's one thing to like, you know, go, I don't know, write about sports for the money, but they're doing it for the money and people are dying, you know? Yeah, there's so literal looks, consequences to their fucking right. behavior. Right. But, you know, what we're, I mean, I mean, this, the job of the, Repu- the role of the Republican Party in the post-civil rights America has been to push white supremacy as far as possible, to give racist a political home. But at the same time, to draw lines and at the leadership levels to say the right things and and keep the violence from exploding. Now, in some sense, that's been negative because it's allowed the system to perpetuate itself. But what we're seeing now is when you take that last piece away 
and and the Republican Party is taken over by its most rabid, irrational, not very smart people, the racial dynamic changes. Now, on the other hand, you know, this is this still remains a moment where I mean, I mean, you know, Kamala Harris said in her speech, "America is at an inflection point," but we could flesh that out a little bit because we either have like like. What, what the Biden campaign is saying is that, okay, if Trump wins, we're going to move, in so many words, we're going to have further authoritarianism, right? Right. And we don't want that. If you vote for me, for Biden, we're going to go back to what's normal. Ish. But that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, there is no going back. And there was never a we normal. To, right. And we have to recognize that. What's happened now is that people of color are saying the normal never worked for us. And it was never democratic and it was never great and we're going somewhere else. So, you know, the fear that the Republicans have, it's not, is not of radical left-wing economic programs from people like Bernie Sanders or AOC that, you know, they're going to raise our taxes and do our health care and all that shit. And they might, Biden might, if he has the votes in the Senate. It's that we are going to restructure America to be a democracy because if the Democratic, if a Biden wins and if the Senate gets in control, of, if the Democrats win back control of the Senate, you know, we've twice in or three times in my life we've had this situation. Um, and, and each time the Democrats have not pushed hard enough. I mean, Carter, I know everyone, he's everyone's favorite ex-president, but when he got into the White House, he didn't know what he was doing. But maybe really now good. because we have so much more diversity within Congress, right. there will be finally... These changes right. and, 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 and and I mean it is it is you know Nancy Pelosi who is you know has been masterful in her relationship with AOC and the people AOC represents in Congress and AOC has been smart enough not to pick a fight she can't win which would be a fight with Nancy Pelosi but nonetheless the House Caucus has 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 that has facilitated movement to the left not I'm not talking about economic issues I'm talking about about democracy small d democracy so does Washington D.C. become a state if the Democrats win the Senate now the Republicans will scream and yell but you know fuck them really fuck them. Right, seven hundred thousand people, mostly African American, don't get to say who the president is. Don't get voting representation in Congress. In that's States. crazy. I, that's bizarre. That, right? Um, do do we rethink things about the Supreme Court? Absolutely. Is the Electoral College in play? Absolutely. Right? Is the Senate itself in play? I hope so. We have America has been a semi democracy at its at best a semi democracy for its entire history. Okay. And it worked when we fudged it and when we reformed it. So. You know, 100 plus years ago, we moved to direct election of, uh, of the U.S. senators rather than having the legislature elect them, which made the country, for better or for worse, more democratic. 50 plus years ago, we made real steps, which have been reversed in the last seven years, to move towards meaningful universal suffrage. 100 years ago, we took another big step towards universal suffrage. So we make these movements forward, but we, do, we stay within the basic framework. And it is essentially, it is a finesse move, right? It's It's... We can do this, but but the the Constitution is now the a big obstacle to democracy in the United States. Right, because yeah, and and we are at a point where, in some sense, I mean, do you rewrite? Maybe you rewrite the maybe you rewrite the Constitution. Maybe you can't do. The country will fall apart if you do that, but you just you just take it out piece by piece. Right? Yeah, well, not the I mean, 
What I mean is you need like, to you know, addendum the shit but, out of it, basically. But it is, it is, when a country is on the precipice of authoritarianism, or fascism, if you want to call it that, if it gets pulled back, and I mean really on the precipice, not on, not the fringe threat, but really on the, and, and internally, right? Not like the Germans are coming, but like internally. If you fight that back, you don't fight, moderation doesn't win out. Yeah, it's got to be like all or nothing. Yeah, and that's where we're going here. Well, I think that's what's going to happen no matter what the out... I think no matter what the outcome of the election, if because at, like you said, and I think the title of this podcast should just be Lincoln Mitchell, as I told you so. I don't know if we're there yet for the whole kit and caboodle, but I mean, every step along the way from everything we've talked about all since the beginning has been, oh shit, this is what Lincoln yeah. said, oh shit... Lincoln said this. Oh, shit. Now we're, oh, oh, Lincoln did say this would happen. I mean, everybody that listens to the podcast says that. And the thing is, like, at what point are we like, okay, now we're going in with, like, the military. I'm telling you, people we're talking about, the military is going to go in and get this motherfucker out when he well, loses in November. But remember, let's, can I just put some dates out for you? Yes, you did that the last time. Go ahead. November 3rd is the election. Correct. December 14th is the Electoral College meets, right? January 7th, the Congress certifies, this is all in the Constitution, I'm making this up, certifies the votes from the Electoral College, January 20th is the inauguration. Why, did, why don't I recall this taking this long when, like, November 2016 happened? Because you don't, cause, well, if you remember November 16th, between the vote and the, and the Electoral College, there was this whole thing of, will the Hamilton electors, you know, abandon Trump? But typically, it's, you don't think about any of this. Okay, so, you know, Reagan got more electoral votes than Mondale on November 5th, <coughs> in 1984. The Electoral College voted, voted for Reagan, Reagan, you know, 470 to 470, whatever it was, 520 to 20. And then the, the new Congress swore in, and he became, you know, certified and became president. But every step of the way, the Republicans are going to challenge this. So if we get to January 8th and he's certified, then the military can come in and haul him out. But that's not the problem here. The problem is getting to January 7th, first getting to December 14th. And having the electoral, and so, so, I mean, so let me just, I mean, I, I we, we've gone through those scenarios over and over again, right. but, but, but they, you know, America, the, the, the two twin ideologies that, that, that are the foundations of American politics, in my view, are white supremacy and democracy. And those are never compatible. You can't have a, a democracy if you treat one group better than others. And, and we've managed that conflict. For much of our history, we managed it because white supremacy was just clearly given the front burner. We've, we've worked on it, and now we're reversing some of those advantages. Right. But these ideas... And now the house are, is on fire. <laughs> now, now the, the burner lit fire. the house on fire. And, and, you know, Joe Biden becoming president with 52 votes in the Senate, say, or 51 votes in the Senate, and his first speech is calm down, we're going to go slowly and fix this. No one wants to hear that. Right. Right? And don't forget, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I've talked to people, most people I talk to are like, you know, they don't, they think Biden's too conservative, they don't trust Kamala, a lot of people, and, and they're going to vote for the ticket because they know the, the stakes. But when the ticket wins and gets in office, they're going to push the ticket leftward. I don't give a shit what to, just get them the fuck in there. I don't no, give I a shit I what I direction it goes. My point is that they're going, is that Biden and Harris know that. They know that. And they have, they're running on this very progressive platform. You know, and, and. 
Look, you have sure. all the aides, you have everybody, all these staffers supposedly on the on the down low supporting Biden, coming out saying they're supporting the other party's ticket, and all these Republicans that are coming out, all the inside gossip from, you know, Brian Stelter and everything that you hear at Fox News. Like, when, yeah. when his book dropped, it was like a holy shit moment. Yeah, these people are terrified of... of I mean, and they know he's know, fucking crazy. I mean, speaking for myself, I'm tired of these articles of, you know, GOP insiders really hate Trump. I don't care, you know? Yeah, it's too late. Insider, it's too late. You're stuck with him this long. You're part of the fucking problem. Right. Which is why exactly Kellyanne Conaway leaving now, I could give a rat's fucking ass if she wants to save her family three months, you know, not even three months out from the election. She's already done but all of the damage. Save your family, like, you know, this is a problem. She, now, I feel badly for the kids because they're kids, but, but this is a problem that she created. Correct. Not only did right. she create it, she fucking perpetuated it. Right, she created and perpetuated it because she liked being a big shot. You know, I mean... It is, it is not hard to imagine that if you decide to cast a lot with the, you know, misogynistic, bigoted authoritarian that your 15-year-old daughter might not be too pleased about that. We're now moving to the ice cream phase. Yeah, you can go, oh, the ice cream phase of lunch? You don't save ice cream for after dinner? No. Or do you do, or do, you do ice cream after every meal? That's probably a good idea, but I do it after lunch. I'm, I'm moving towards after lunch. What is that? Well, okay, so now let us know what the ice cream of choice is. Ben and Jerry's non-dairy vegan fudge brownie. Whoa, nicely done. I thought you were going to go Talenti on me for a second. Oh, Ben and Jerry's. Talenti has, I know, I'm, a, I'm ride or die Ben and Jerry's myself, but I have to say, Talenti's has some absolutely delicious Van Van Lingo Mungo or Van Lewin? Van Lewin, yeah. I've never had that. Oh, my God. It's so nice. Cashew. You're right out of the, just so everyone knows, it's right out of the pint. That's not going back in the freezer. You're, you're knocking that There's off. left. It's the last kind of serving. I don't even know how you put it back. You down the pint, you go bigger, you go home. Ben and Jerry's is not like a multiple serving container. I don't eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's in one sitting. I Lincoln, don't announce that to the public. Now you're gonna now now you've just like knocked yourself down a notch. I can't. Yes, you you yes you can. If you tried, you can do it. You, you knock the whole pint. It's the whole pint. It's the whole pint or nothing. Ben and Jerry's isn't. That's at a whole nother ramp. But it is not. A, it, it is not a multiple serving dessert meal huh. snack. Whatever you want to refer to it as, but I, I think, look, I think, I think they did a masterful job covering the convention. And by the way, what I thought was really interesting, somebody tweeted out that somebody from the park service had to approve those fucking fireworks. They didn't have to allow that. Somebody could have drawn the line at the fact that like he completely desecrated the entire White House by holding that event there, by the way, over 1,500 people, mi minimal, if any, of the amount of masks you could count on one hand. Two people and two, two attendees and two staff members have already tested positive for COVID after attending the event. And I was like, motherfucking karma is getting so close. I was like, spread that shit, Herman Cain them all, and let's be done with this bullshit. No one got tested. They said they walked in, no temperature checks, no testing. I don't want to wish death on every anybody. Sorry. However, we went through this already. I I do not have that problem. I do hope that Steve Bannon gets sent to jail, gets COVID, and suffers. You don't want to wish death on anybody, Lincoln. You think that this motherfucker gives a shit that four people that came to his fucking event tested positive? Did he mention one thing about Herman Cain? I don't. I didn't. There's a difference here. It's not that I don't. I don't want to make you say something that you don't want to say. No, I don't wish death on Donald Trump, but I will not shed a tear when he dies. You're a bigger person I mean, than I, me. I, I, I honestly, 
That some I, people I, don't I, deserve to. Some people are so vile and so evil. I'm gonna tell you a story about two old Jews in an elevator. Real okay. Jews in an elevator. Two Jews or two old Jews? It makes a difference. Three old Jews in an elevator. Three old Jews in an elevator. One, okay. And one young Jew. Okay. Was that you? No. Okay. Go well, ahead. 1993, maybe it's 95, I forget. Richard and Nick, the day of Richard and Nixon's funeral. I'm visiting my grandparents. So this is the 90s. My grandparents hated Richard Nixon. Going back to the 40s and the McCarthy era through Watergate, hated, hated, hated Nixon. We're not watching the funeral because they hate Nixon. They don't want to see anyone saying nice about him. Now, at this moment, my grandparents are in their mid to late 80s. I want to say it's 93. And I go, I'm visiting them in their apartment here in Manhattan, and then we get in the elevator. Is that in that really cool building, the one with the dome on the top that we like? No, never mind. I, I think, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I get in the elevator with them. We're going to go out to dinner, and we're there on the 10th floor. We ride the elevator down, we get to the third floor. Even older Jewish men, 93. He was 93 years old. Older Jewish man gets in the elevator. Now, I know this man. This man is my grandmother's cousin. Oh, they lived okay. in the same building? Well, there's a story here. My grandmother was born in Harlem. This man, whose name was Abe, was born in Poland. And in the 1930s, as a Jew in Poland, You're not good. he was <laughs> concerned. His uncle, Sam, that happened to be his name. What was his name? Sam, my great-grandfather. Sam? Sam. Samuel, Samuel. Oh, Samuel. I thought I thought you said Sam. Yeah. I was like, Sam. So he was my, my great-grandfather. Okay. So my, my, my grandmother's father had some money and tried to save as many of his family as he could. So he got this guy, and he was able to get him some money to a ticket to the Americas. But he could only get him to Cuba. So he said to him, get to Cuba, and we'll get them, and then I'll get you here. So he gave him, and he paid some people off in Cuba, and he said, do this, do that, give this guy, tell him who I am, I'll meet you at the beach in Miami. The boat comes in, and my grandfather, my great-grandfather's on the beach waving his hat. Shut up, this is an amazing story, does this really happen? Yeah, it's a true story, yeah, yeah. Waving his hat, this guy gets off the boat, and he's in the United States, in the late 1930s. He lived until almost to the year 2000. Had a lot of kids, you know, family, made a lot of money, and at one time decided that if, if, if you know, if, if the man who saved him from the Holocaust, daughter lives in the building, he, it's a good building. So he bought a place in this building. Gets in the, so he lives in, my, in the same building as my grandmother, his cousin. Gets in the elevator. It's an amazing story. The morning of, of the afternoon, the, the day they buried Richard Nixon, and he turned to my grandfather and he said, Oh God. Did you see the news? <gasps> my grandfather says, that son of a bitch finally died. And then Abe looks at him and says, I told you we'd live to dance on that bastard's grave. Yes! That's, that's how I feel about Trump. I want to live to dance on that bastard's grave. But that, okay, you can live to dance on his grave, and you could still be a bigger person than me. I'm the person that's going to wish that he was in the grave now, because I have zero fucks left to give. Because you know what? He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. That clearly like said, that dies. Like I said... If I dance on that bastard's grave, 10 years is one thing, tomorrow will be better. Like, I don't care when. I know. You're, you're a bigger... I don't care. I'm at the point where none of them, none of the... Not a single one of those motherfucking Trumps give a shit. Not Melania making that horrendous 
patronizing, condescending speech about how dare they show the video about her giving a fuck. I'm going to go to visit all these schools. How many times did she go to the border and visit the fucking kids, the brown kids in the cages that her her husband threw there and ripped on the parents with no way of finding out where their parents are and potentially sending them back to countries that they know nothing about. Fuck her. I can't stand any of them. And honestly, I wish they'd all drop the fuck dead tomorrow. Every single motherfucking well, one of them. let me say something else. I want to live long enough to dance on Ivanka and Jared's grave. They are the most disgusting. They are this... I don't know how to rank the sleaziest of the sleaze of the Trumps. It's a very difficult thing because Eric Trump steals from his own charity for kids with cancer... Ivanka Trump owns sweatshops, steals clothing, designs, and has seven million. Okay, I'm gonna rank them this way. Okay, go ahead. From worst to from most worst to least worst, or from least worst yeah. to most worst. Worst to least worst. Okay, go. I am so curious. To, go ahead. Don Jr., Ivanka, Eric, Tiffany Barron. Yeah, Barron is not even on the. This poor kid is not yeah. even on the list, and he was trending on Twitter because somebody said he was tall. I mean, the My kid kids is. Are taller. Come here, Asher. Yeah, Jared's short. He's Come here, Asher. Jared is short, but he's Baron is odd, odd, oddly range, tall. You see my kids? They're tall. You want They're to both. Are they both there? Yeah. Yeah. One of those kids has a lot to say. One of those kids is mad busy on the Instagram, posting a lot of social justice shit. Good on you, bro. I follow. I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Thank you. You're doing he's big gonna, things. He's going to register to vote in a swing state tomorrow. He's, uh, and he's going to. Uh, He's, I'll be driving to Wisconsin tomorrow. Be safe up there, bro. Stay the uh, fuck away. Stay away. You you know me. We're the paranoid crew. Stay away from everybody. Don't touch anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wear a Don't hazmat suit. <laughs> Don't leave your room. <laughs> Don't leave your room. Don't use the toilet. Yo, be careful, but try to have a really good time. I know. He's on the 11th floor. That'll be fun for him. I know it's not easy, but... kid from New York. One of these days you're gonna get on the pod, dude. I know you're a busy college freshman, but one of these days you're gonna. No, I need to. I'll have to phone him from Wisconsin. We should have him on the podcast because Wisconsin is the center of the fucking world, right? Dude, now. this kid knows that I. It is an open invitation. You don't have to be there. He could do it with or without you. Anytime he wants to come on, yeah, all he has to do is text me. We were trying to get his grandfather on, but he didn't want to do it, and then he died. Well, oh, whoops, well, that's deep. You just took that really way far to the left. <laughs> we weren't we're going that way. We were going to try to... Podcast. And my sister Jennifer wants... we got to get her on the podcast. We, why don't we just do a whole Lincoln Mishpuch of podcast? <laughs> we could just... Do, listen, but seriously, like, you, you any time... on the podcast. Wait, when are you driving to Wisconsin? Tomorrow. Holy shit. All right, well, then you got to get settled, and then we got to figure out, like, a three-way FaceTime situation. Yeah. Unless you want to, unless you want to bang one out before you go, but that's up to him. I mean, he knows. I told him privately, like, through Instagram, he's welcome anytime. He wants to roll, and yeah. uh, you guys can do it together. I know we could talk about Wisconsin. We could talk. By the way, Amy Klobuchar had the, I think, the best tweet of the night, where she just tweeted, "Get off our lawn." <laughs> <laughs> that was a. It was. It got like a. It was off the charts. It was fucking brilliant, and it was just. I mean, literally, that is what everybody felt like saying. Like this asshole is standing here in front of this house, the people's house, and I never really felt it was. You know what's fucked up? You don't really think about it like that. I never gave a second thought to the White House being the people's house and like all this other like mumbo political mumbo jumbo. But now shit's like personal, and you're like, get the yeah. fuck off our lawn, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's it's a big deal. This is not, this is 
not the Republican Party campaign headquarters, right? You do not run the campaign from the White House. We have laws about that, and the reason is, if you don't, your democracy collapses. The Hatch Act is real. It's not breaking a norm. It's breaking the law. And these, Ixnay on the M&M's, I would take those tomorrow for the drive. Whoa, M&M's and ice cream. What, what, did you pack all the snacks? I have an M&M. Is everybody, is everybody from the house going? Is the whole house leaving? No, ISIS and Asher are staying here. Okay, oh, smart. Good on him. Leave him some, leave him some M&M's. So she'll be walking ISIS. He'll be he'll be taking care of ISIS. Yeah. So no. we should we should end this 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 recording and then discuss the events in the park this morning. Yeah, we can definitely do that. So anyway, we're we that was your list. Our baronet doesn't need to be on the list, but I I don't I don't necessarily agree that Donald Trump Jr. is the worst. I think Ivanka is deadlier than than Donald Trump Jr. because I think yeah, she I is. Yeah, I think that's right. She's much smarter. She's also much more conniving and much more like yeah, evil. Yeah, but he's just he's just. Annoying. He's like, a like, dick. Like, He's a dick. He's like the guy at the bar you want to just punch in the face. Right, right, exactly. All right, but in the meantime, everybody has to register to vote. We're going to do it. Yeah. We'll do another one of these soon because and, shit. And, and, and when you vote, vote for Biden. And the and whole ticket. Every, every Democrat on the ticket. Exactly. Even if you don't live in a state where there's a competitive Senate race, elect Democrats to the Assembly, the State Senate, every office. All of this stuff matters. Stay on the line. Vote from top to bottom for the Democratic Party. All right, that's it. Lincoln's officially off to Wisconsin to drop off the kid for college. We have the over-under on when they'll close the campus and when the kid will be back due to COVID. So there's that. Uh, speaking of that, wear your mask. Don't be a mask hole. Wash your hands. Check on your people. The jam still happening. We are closing in on night 170 in a row. So find us on the gram at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Frank, Jersey checks in. Bay Block, Atlantic City checks in, Chi Town checks in, the Dominican Republic checks in, the West Coast checks in, Canada, uh, all over Canada, from the east to the west up there, our northerly neighbors who don't want anything to do with us right now, but who in the world would want anything to fucking do with us right now? Uh, Israel checks in the day later. We, ha- I mean, everybody's everywhere. We got the rednecks checking in in the south, uh, and 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 then on the east coast we got the peeps. In Chelsea, we got the artists dipping and diving in. Just come join the Jam Fam. You will not be disappointed. Uh, it is ra- the most random conversation, mainly about cooking, baking, surviving, coping, uh, dogs, uh, family members, current life situations. Um, whatever everybody is going through, everything gets shared. So if you are if if you are not a sharer, you can feel free to just hang out and listen. Uh, or you can feel free to spill your fucking guts and share whatever the fuck you want because that's that's what we do and it's it's pretty helpful. It's all it's it's you know we dance, we jam, we support each other, we hang, and uh, we check in on each other and it's a good thing. Um, and then there is uh, the move. The move is happening and we will be uh, back on Buck Road. So stay tuned for all of those shenanigans uh, because that is sure to be absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, so stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for that. Take your turns on words with friends. Check on your people. Uh, make sure you're registered to fucking vote. Vote early. Get your absentee ballot. Do what Lincoln says. Vote the whole goddamn motherfucking ticket blue or we're going to be screwed. And on that note, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back sooner rather than later. Lincoln drive safe. Renee is heading out to Minnesota for the winter. She's going to drill herself a little ice hole and do a little fishing on the lake. Um, with the dogs at the at, at the lake house uh, and freeze their kishkas off. Uh, so everybody drive safe, buckle up.
pay your tolls, and uh, don't stop <laughs> until you get to your destination. All right, everybody uh, moving into a new abode, be safe, lock your doors, know your neighbors, um, and sleep with something uh, under your pillow um, or close to your nightstand. Um, or have a really good security system. I don't, or, or don't, I have no idea what the fuck I'm rambling on about. I'm just rambling on because at this point, what else is there left to do? I have no cable. I return my cable boxes and I'm sitting here staring at four empty walls waiting to DJ, uh, trying to stay out of the uh, Twitterverse hellscape uh, that is happening right now. Uh, short of that, short of that, the fuck does that even mean? That being that, irregardless of anything else, it's a wrap. It's a Riz app. Literally, completely, figuratively, eternally. Peace and hair grease. Until the next time. Until the next time, which will probably be way sooner because shit's about to happen that I'm going to need to rant about. And you're going to want to hear it because Carol will be in the background screaming. All right, that's it. Peace and hair grease. Be good. Be a good human being. Be anti-racist. Register to vote. Tell your friends. Go get a dog. And, uh... Get out and get some sun. All right, that's it for the last time. Peace and hair grease. Third time's the charm. We out.